Broadcasting live from our Columbia, Maryland headquarters, they are founders of Hard Money Bankers, REI360, and are international bestsellers with their book, The Whiteboard. Here are Chris Haddon and Jason Bailey. Hey everyone, Chris and Jason here, Harmony Bankers and REI360 in our office in Columbia, Maryland. Today we are talking about working with virtual assistants and outsourced help. Yeah, so we've been using virtual assistants and outsourced help, some nationally, internationally, local, all over the United States, stuff like that, probably for about eight years now. And it's a really good kind of tip and hack to continue to use them if you haven't already. Um, you know, you'd be astonished some of the things that they can mm -hmm. really that they can really do and help with you. So let's start off a little bit because I get a lot of people that I talk to that say, well, you know, I'd love to get one, but I don't really know where to find them, what can they do for me, things like that. So the first thing is there's a lot of platforms online, uh, Odesk, Freelancer.com, things like that. that yep. used, there's one that used to be called Elance and Guru, but I think those guys merged with Odesk. Um, you create an account with that and really just put in a description of what you're, what you're looking for. I would get as creative as possible and really think of some of the things that you need help with and add them as a project, right? Go and add them as a yep, project. Give on, a little on, bid on it. And you'll be surprised how inexpensive, like the, you know, and quality, the work can be. Yeah, exactly. So there's obviously a lot of tips and tricks that you need to follow. And after we've hired probably a hundred people this way, uh, there's a few, few things we can kind of help with. So the first is you need to be very descriptive with what you're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, sometimes it's easier to communicate with just talking like this, and you and you know, I can see how you're moving, and I can hear the words that are coming in your mouth, and we can take it to a whiteboard and des and describe it. But when you're communicating with somebody just via chat or just via a text application, you got to really be really descriptive, and they don't know what's in your head. You need to explain it, and I don't I don't want to necessarily use the term of like treat them like a five-year-old or a fifth, not a five-year-old, fifth grader, but at the same time, you know, use colors, use bullets, make it as descriptive as possible. Um, right. What we like to do is we usually put three, we usually try to get three or five people to do the actual project for us and then pick the best one for it. A lot of these projects are, are simple. Like what do you think uh, a website costs to build? A lot of people probably be like, well, it'll cost, you know, two, three, four, five thousand dollars. We can usually get somebody to do one of these for a few hundred bucks for you. So that's way below a typical budget. So if that's gonna happen, might as well just get four or five people to, to create one and, and see you know, see what happens. You know, put a little bit of money into it, get the use the best one, and then move on from there. Yeah, you just mentioned the the website thing, and I was going to ask you, in our experience and other people that we know and do business with, what are some of the best hires, like the best people to outsource? Maybe first. Um, I mean, obviously, you could have twenty different people. Well, but if you were to have like one or two or three, what would they be? So obviously, all kinds of tech stuff is very very easy because there's a lot of qualified people out there that can do tech stuff, and most people's head explodes when you think of tech. When I mean tech, I mean website, graphic design, HTML, things like that. Maybe even setting up an, uh, an email system f for you. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do that. And I mean, we know people that their entire business is outsourced. Um, and then there, we know people that just have segments of their business that are outsourced. And again, there's no pros and cons, or there's no right or wrong. There's pros and cons of both, and it just depends on who you are and your management style and kind of what you're looking um, you know, to, to, get, to get out of it. Uh, but I, I think a lot of the graphic stuff and a lot of the, I mean, 
It'll take you an hour to put up stupid graphics or website designs. Just get someone else to do it. It'll cost you a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars. It's so simple to do. Website stuff, stuff like that. Um, I mean, we we learned how to do some of these things, which we probably shouldn't have, and we wasted a lot of time and a lot of money, a lot of energy trying to. Uh, these days, like we don't touch anything on our websites anymore, or any of these. We don't need to. They're completely outsourced yeah. with stuff. Um, usually, our setup is is I put a project online. Before I leave the office, like I have it on my to-do list, and then when I get to the office the next day, it's com it's completed, um, and you know I can go on and and, and and grind it out. But again, you gotta you know that's kind of the the hiring and the finding process. I hope you know that was descriptive enough because I think that's in important. Like, don't be too overwhelmed of like where I'm going to find this person. I don't know if I'm going to get along with them. Any of those types of things. Get somebody to bid on a project. And start from there, right? And do do a project with them, and then maybe it expands into something else. So the next thing is trying to figure out, you know, do you want somebody local? Do you want somebody national? Do you want somebody international? And really, it depends on depend on the hire on the position right? on the hire and what you're looking looking for. Um, you know, if you want somebody who's going to be doing accounting or bookkeeping for your company, you probably don't want somebody international. You probably want somebody <laughs> yeah, either either national or local. Um, and what um, I'm yeah, I, I think that one in general is is challenging because that one does come up a lot. Obviously, the tech stuff, and it makes a whole lot of sense. And you'll talk about like the time changes and international, everything else. But I hear people mention frequently that I want to outsource my accounting, and that has always seemed challenging to me. And like it might not work that well for. I mean, maybe if they're national, it could possibly work. But I mean, one, they need to be able to send checks, and they need to be able to make deposits. Yeah. I mean, if they can't do that, then like. I mean, that's a big part of the job, and there's just constant questions when it when it talks about handling the flow of money. Like money's like in pretty much every small business is like hour to hour, day to day. There's just constant communication about it. Sure. Um, so I still don't know how to outsource accountants, but yeah, I mean, I think it's possible, and I think maybe yeah, you, you have a PO box or you have an address, and checks go into them, or somebody in your or, office or handles completely checks. Completely online businesses. Yeah, that would work a lot better. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, we, I, you know, personally, we like having a lot of our staff in-house, we can collaborate, it's easier for us, but I know a lot of companies that want everything outsourced, so there's a lot more flexibility, and people work on their own time frames as long as stuff's getting completed. Sure. Um, so it really just depends on, you know, the, this day and age, everything can be outsourced, and everything can be done remotely. Mm -hmm. um, it's just you, you as a manager. Um, obviously the pros of doing stuff outsourced and remotely is it's cheaper to do that. You don't have to house employees, things like, you know, things like that, but do you lack a little bit on the productivity side when people are doing stuff in their own, own mind, you know, own world? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Um, yeah, I mean, any other pros and cons that you can think of? Yeah, I mean, there's just lots of pros and cons, and there've been good books written about this recently, and people talking about it a lot, and even full-on big companies like one automatic who's run by, uh, the company's run by Matt Mullenweg, he was the founder of WordPress, and he has a huge outsource team all over the world, hundreds of people. And hearing him break down how they, uh, you know, what they do manage, what they don't, the conference calls, their annual meetup, which is obviously a gigantic thing with that many people, it can be done, even at a huge scale like that. It can all be done. It's just about, 
how creative you are with um, with the structure and accountability and everything else, and obviously the right people. Whether you know it's outsourced or in-house, the right people make or break the whole thing. Yeah, the man- managerial side of things, like you're talking about, having the right systems and processes in place that you can put somebody in there. Um, you know, somebody in there on a regular basis. I think that I think that's important. So let's jump to tools, tips, and software, some hacks and things like that, because I think there's a lot of still a little bit of unknowns, right? Like it's okay, great. There's an outsourced person, or I've had problems with stuff. So a, a few things. A few things. Uh, after you get this a project underway and they're doing a project for you, what we've learned is I like to survey some of these some of these guys and make sure, guys or girls, make sure you have a relationship with them, a good relationship with them. Chat with them on Skype. A lot of them like to use Skype. That seems to be a, the, you know, a, a great way to do it. Email. Like we use a project management tool called Asana.com, but there's tons and tons of project management yeah, tools like Slack, that you can do. Like Slack has gotten huge and people love it. We haven't implemented that here ourselves, but I mean, it's definitely one to check out. I believe it's free. Yeah, Asana's free too. So there's there's a lot of different tools, whatever works best for you, just like anything in business. Like figure out what you're gonna do and what you like and what you're comfortable with and stick with it. Um, so we do that So we do that on a regular basis. That's how we communicate with all of our people. But when I'm setting someone up, when we're getting someone on board the first time, I like to do stuff on a project basis first. I think pro, you, know, you get paid a flat fee to get this project done. After that, then sometimes we put people hourly. So we say we can allocate 10 hours a week to your particular position at this at this pay, and then after that, full-time. So we had a full-time graphics person that does HTML for us, graphic design, banner ads, things like that. They make $220 per week, and they're full-time. And I don't utilize them as much as I used to because we used to have a lot more projects for them. And now, just because we've been better at managing stuff and stuff's more streamlined, we have someone that can handle some of that stuff in-house, but I still pay them 220 bucks a week because it's very little money, and they're 